I said, you did what? They said, yeah. I read where the Lord said, I have graven thee upon, my, on the, upon the palms of my hands. And so I guess they felt that it was okay for them to go ahead and, and do that. And it shows you how out of balance people are with the scripture. God is not speaking physically here. God is not saying that I got great, I got things palmed on my hands. How many know that God is a spirit? And so what God is saying is that, hey, he's using an analogy. He's saying, hey, I can't forget about you. You're always in my remembrance. I'm always thinking about you. You are always on my mind. I care about you. I love you. I haven't forsaken you. I have. I know because you're not um, doing certain things, or you, and it causes you to feel like you're alone, or or you're in this certain state or in this certain condition. I want you to know that you're on my mind. I want you to know that I think about you. Don't don't cause your problems. Don't, don't allow your problems to cause you to think that I've forgotten about you. How many know that God loves you tonight? How many know that God doesn't just think about you some of the time? God thinks about you all the time. And guess what? What he thinks about you, it's not good. It's not evil, but it's good. God's got good things for his people. God is looking out for you. God is trying to provide and meet the need that you have in your life. And so he said, I have graven me upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Next verse. Children shall make haste, thy destroyers, and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee. And so God is telling his people, I haven't left thee. I haven't left thee. You know, there are situations that causes you to believe that God has left you. People that struggle with some kind of sickness or maybe some kind of illness. and Maybe they have sought after the Lord quite some time about it. And you know, as the days goes by and as the weeks goes by and as the, the months goes by and as the years go by and you still are dealing with the very same thing, you wonder if God even hears you. You wonder if God is even there. You wonder people that have sought after God um, for certain for situations in their lives, as it it is obvious that it's coming to a to an end, and and people that that cry out to God, and and you know what, it still falls apart. Did God not hear? Of course, God heard. Of course, He did. God hasn't left. God hasn't forsaken. God hasn't given up on people. People that struggle from day to day with different insecurities and different letdowns. I want you to know, people may have abandoned you. People may have turned their backs on you. But you got to know, you got to believe that God is there. You got to believe that God hasn't forsaken you. You got to believe that you're not forgotten about, that God loves you. So many people, if you would just, if people would just believe, I know people let you down. I know we want the acceptance at times 
of other people. I know we want that confirmation from uh, from uh, loved ones and from parents and certain things of that nature. But you know what? Sometimes people are just so caught up in their own self, in their own lifestyle, and they, in their, what they want that they can't see um, how they are hurting the very ones that they proclaim that they love. But you got to understand that God is not that way. You got to understand that God hasn't will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You got to grab a hold of that. You got to believe and understand, yes, my biological parents may have let me down, but I got a heavenly father that will never let me down. He will never let me David said, I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, his seed, I beg him bread. God is not going to leave you. God is going to provide. God is going to take care of his people. He's going to take care of you. He's going to do it. The Bible tells us that God told Abraham, God called Abraham, and he called him from out amongst his, his kindred. And the word tells us that God made a lot of promises to Abraham. He talked to him about how his seed, um, he talked to him about how, that how all the families of the earth would be blessed through him. Um, another thing God told him. He told them that his people were going to um, possess Canaan land. But the Bible says that God told them that before, told him before they would possess Canaan land, that they would be, they would be slaves in Egypt for a certain amount of time. And after that time, that God would bring them out. God would bring them out. And the Bible tells us that that time came where God's people were in slavery. They were afflicted. They were. The Bible says that when they, they cried out, they cried out to God because of their affliction, because of the pain and the hardship that they were in. And the Bible says that God he remembered. He remembered the promise that he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the Bible says that he began to work things out. He began to make some plans. He began to raise up one to use to go down, to send down to Egypt, and to bring his people out of that bondage and out of that slavery and out of that hardship. I want somebody to know that God makes good on his promises. I want somebody to know that God doesn't promise you something and don't come through on it. The Bible says that he is not slack concerning his promises. As other men count slackness, other people are very slack when it comes down to fulfilling what they said that they was going to do. But I want you to know that God is not that individual. 
that when God makes a promise, you can rest assured that it's going to come through. If God said he's going to deliver you, if God said he's going to bring you out of it, if God says that he got a better uh, end for you, you got to understand that God means what he says. God is not going to turn back on it. God is going to remember you in your time of hardship. Can you imagine what Job went through? Can you imagine all of the things that he lost? All, he lost family. He lost possessions. He lost everything that you could possibly imagine. Wife went completely crazy. Because it's very crazy to talk about cursing God. That person, a person that says that curse God and die, do you know what your end is? That's a crazy person. That's a person that lacks knowledge and understanding. I'm a cursed God and die. Are you, you have lost your mind, huh? And so, all of these things are happening to Job. Miserable friends that comes and in their words and how they put things, they, they made it seem as if Job, you, you done did something wrong. You ain't as righteous as you proclaim you are. You weren't all as holy as you, as you wanted to perceive. You was doing something, Job, for all of this to happen. So miserable company. I'm going to tell you, you don't want to be amongst miserable company. You don't want to be amongst people, but that's just going to make your situation worse. People that are going to encourage you to get involved in ungodliness and unrighteousness. People that are just going to tear things down. You know, there are some people that are just miserable. They ain't living for God. They ain't got a desire to live for God. And they don't want nobody else to live for God. Just miserable. I made up in my mind, I don't want to be around miserable people. I want to be around people that have faith. You know, people say, oh, well, you only want to be around certain people or you just, you're just lenient to certain people. No, I'm just, a, I'm just about being around people that got faith. I don't want to be around nobody that's doubting and nobody that is, I don't need that junk affecting me. I need my faith to be high. I ain't got time to hear about this and that. Uh, oh, everybody want to suck their thumb and sit in the corner and hold on to that blanket. Get, let go of that junk. Live for God. Get your hands in the air. Open up your mouth. Rejoice. Be high about this. Be thankful for what's in your life. Be thankful that God has saved you and delivered you and you have an opportunity to make heaven. You can be seated tonight. You got a lot of miserable people. You'd be surprised the amount of miserable people that sit on a church pew. And so, you know, it's amazing what God showed you. It's amazing what God reveals to you. I want to be, I want to have faith tonight. You know, people are, as people say things, it'll make you think that, you know, no, yeah, where is God in all of this? This is happening. This is going on. This, this, this. Where is God? What was God? Why did God let this happen? Did God just throw in the towel on us? Did God forget about us? Did God just. Things happen. Problems occur in life. 
That doesn't mean that God does not care. That doesn't mean that God is not there. That doesn't mean that God has let down and let go of you. No. No. God hasn't. Now, God, I want you to hear this now. Everybody needs to hear this. God will hold on to you as long as you want him to hold on to you. God ain't going to hold. I said it this morning. God ain't going to hold on to people that don't want to be held on to. He's not going to do it. He's not. As God, understand, if I have knowledge of God's word and what God's word says, I have knowledge. You Listen, when you get knowledge of God's word, you can't act like you don't know. You can't act like you don't know. You know, God is very merciful with people that don't know, people that don't have the knowledge of his word. And, and because they don't have knowledge, they live a certain way. They, they, they yield themselves to certain things and certain lifestyles. God will have mercy with those people, and God will reach them, and God will pull for them. But I want you to know, and once you get the knowledge of God's word, once you get knowledge of it, you can't use that excuse like, I didn't know. I didn't know that wasn't right. I didn't know I was supposed to do that. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to hang around them. I didn't know that. And you'll find out that people get involved in things, people that have God's knowledge, but they don't like to, what do you say? They don't like to retain the knowledge of God. There are a lot of people that don't want to retain God's word as they feel like it's a waste of time. That worked back then, but it don't work now. That's stupid. God's word still works. That's crazy to think that way. That is ignorant. God's word works. And, and so when God sees people that are just determined to do things however they want to, and to get involved in things that they want to get involved in, knowing that they know what's right and wrong, but knowing they don't want to retain the knowledge of what is right and wrong. God just gives people over to whatever it is that they're pursuing. God will do that. God is not begging people. God is not in the business of forcing people to serve him and live for him. God wants people there to say that I'm going to serve God wholeheartedly with everything that I have. I love him that much that, listen, when we say separate from the world, when we say I don't want nothing to do with the world, that is me saying that my affections, my attention, my love only belongs to one. It don't belong to this world. It belongs to God. I made up in my mind that I love God that much that I will turn my back on anything else that will interfere with my relationship and my covenant with God. I ain't, be honest, I'm not stepping out on God. I don't have a desire to. I don't. I want to be faithful. The same way that you would be faithful to a husband or a wife. I want to be faithful to God. I ain't faithful to God on Sundays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and everything else. The rest of the week I'm running wild and doing everything, whatever I want to do. No, I'm accountable to God. I'm letting the same way. I'm going to tell you, I don't have a password on my phone. 
Now, a lot of people do, but I, and I ain't knocking that. I, I don't have a password on my phone. At any time, God, my wife can pick up my phone and she can stroll through it and look at it. I ain't got nothing to hide. I ain't got nothing to hide because you know what? I'm committed. I'm committed. I'm sold out. Well, the same way I'm is with that, I'm committed to God. I'm sold out to God. I'm dedicated to God. When I say I love God, I really love God. And I want my actions to show that I really love God and that I serve him and him alone and no one else. I really mean that. It doesn't work. Hear me, somebody. It doesn't work unless that's your approach. It won't work. And so when people say church don't work, maybe the people that are saying that are not giving their all. They're not pouring their all into it. They're not, that somehow they're still trying to serve God in the world too. When people say it's hard living for God, it ain't hard when you're committed. It ain't hard when, you, when, you hold, when, when your heart is in it. You know what is hard? The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. That's what's hard. So if you transgress in the word of God, guess what? Yeah, it is hard. It's going to be hard. It's hard to try to serve God and live for the world. You can't. But when you serve God wholeheartedly, ain't nothing hard about it. You're faithful. You're committed. Hey, this is what I'm going to be doing to, for the rest of my life. Ain't nothing hard about it. Nothing. Problems are going to come and try to shake things up, but at the end of the day, I'm committed to God. I'm sold out. I'm sold out to him. And so... And God is committed that very same way to us. He is committed. God does not forget about his people. And Job, I'm sure Job thought that God, where is he? As he asked the question, he said, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for God. I don't, he's not on my right hand. He's not on my left. Where is he? Where is he? As I'm sure Job probably felt that God was nowhere around. I'm going to tell you, things will happen in your life. Things will occur. You know, there are even some crazy people that will make you think that God, by the things that they say, they'll think you, cause you to believe that God has given up on you. God has thrown you to the wayside. Well, God is taking care of us. You dodo bird. God is not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of persons. God don't love one person more than the other. He died for us all. That flesh he manifested himself in, he died, that flesh was crucified for us all. He loved us all. And I want somebody to know that you're not forgotten. You know what? It's good to, pay, to, to have an open ear to the word of God, to take it in. Because, you know, People struggle, and I'm convinced that people struggle because they don't take heed to the word of God. God has a word designed for people, and because people are so concerned and so consumed by other things and doing other things, while God is trying to speak into their heart, they don't get it. And they walk out with the same struggles, they walk out with the same insecurities, they walk out with the same doubt. And God is trying to reach them. 
God is really trying to reach people. God is really trying to pull people out. God is trying to tell people and let people know that I'm still there. I still love you. I got plans for you. I got good plans for you. But because people are so wrapped up in other things, they just don't get it. I want to understand that God, I'm still on his mind. That God loves me. That every day God thinks about me. And you know what? If nobody else does, it's more, that's more than enough for me. I'm content with the fact that God loves me and that I'm on his mind. David said, what is man that thou art mindful of me? It blows my mind that God loves me as much as he does. Me who is who fails time and time again, makes mistakes, but God still wants to be around me. God still wants to deal with me. God still loves me. God's promises. God is not like some people, you know, they, they, they make you a promise, but if you get them mad, they take it back. Or they give you something, they, they, you get them mad, they take it back. I'm so thankful God is not like man. Where would I be? Because I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And where would I be if God would have decided to take back what he has given me? I'd be miserable. I'd be lost. I've come to find out that there is no other option tonight. There's no other option tonight. God is the only option. Church is the only option. The word of God is the only option. I'm going to tell you somebody, people are, people are looking. They want to be felt like they belong. They want to be felt like, like somebody cares. And the sad thing about it is because of it, people yield to unrighteousness. To try to fit in and feel like they belong to something, they yield to unrighteousness. They get involved in things that are not right. They, get, they, they, they begin to practice and do things and, and yield to, to uh, behaviors and, and, and lifestyle that is not according to God's word. I want you to know, I don't want to try to fit in to this world so that I can feel like I'm loved. I need to know that I am loved by the one that, is mo that, that matters above all. I'm loved by God. God loves me. My uh, God, I'm on his mind. He said, how can, I, can, how can I forget you? I've engraved you, are graven in the palm of my hands. You're always on my mind. You, I always am thinking about you. People need to know the fact that you have breath in your body is because God has you in mind. You need to know that because you're in your right mind, it's because God has you in mind. Because you have clothes on your body, roof over your head, God is on your, you are on his mind. You're on his mind. I'm not going to allow people, I'm not going to allow what other people are doing and involved with to cause me to feel like I ain't got nothing going on and, and that God is not in my midst and that God is not taking care of me and that God has forgotten about me. Listen, 
Troubles come, and guess what? Troubles will go. But I need to understand that in the midst of the trouble, God is still right there. I need to understand God hasn't turned his back on me. God hasn't forsaken me. God loves me. Even when my emotions are running out of control and causing me to believe that I have nobody that I can lean on, guess what? You can lean on the one that is above every other. You can lean upon Jesus. You can depend upon Jesus. You can rely on the one that really can do some good in your life. Let us stand tonight. Somebody needs to know that they're not forgotten tonight. It's so unfortunate. I can't tell you how it makes me feel when you can look at people and you know that God has a word for people. You know that God it's trying to reach people. And you can look at people and see. They can care less. That's people that have settled. They've settled for, how, for living in hypocrisy. They've settled for just doing things however they want. It's people that don't have faith in the things of God. They don't have faith in it. They don't believe in it. And you know what? I feel sorry for those people. I feel very sorry for them. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say it and I'm going to be very clear. You're wasting your time. Wasting time. Listen. God-given time. You're wasting time trying to be accepted amongst the people of this world, this life, because you feel that nobody cares, nobody loves you, nobody wants you. And those kinds of feelings, you do you know your emotions and your feelings and your feelings, do you know they'll deceive you? Do you know that de the devil will play with your emotions to get you to feel certain kind of ways, to get you to think, oh, well, that's a waste of time. I need to go over here and do this and get involved with this. What, what good is this? The devil would love people to believe that church is a waste of time. He'll love to get people to believe that reading your Bible and prayer is a waste of time. He'll get them looking at things that have gone wrong in the church to convince them it's a waste of time. You don't need to don't need to do that. Look. The word of God. The word of God couldn't stop this. Holy Ghost couldn't fix that. The devil will play on those kinds of things. And it's not that the word of God couldn't work. It's not that the, that the Holy Ghost couldn't fix it. It's that people got to want it to work. People got to let it work. They got to let it fix the situation of the problem. They got to let it. And you'll find out that when flesh is involved, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. And the devil will use a lot of things to cause people to believe, hey, God, where's God? 
Where was God in the midst of all of that? Huh? Where was that? Where, 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 where were God then? Why God didn't fix this? Why God didn't fix that? You might as well give up on that church thing. Don't, 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 don't pour all of your heart into that. Don't give all of your time over to that. It doesn't work. But I've been around long enough to know that God's word works. When you live for God wholeheartedly, sold out, dedicated, when you pour all of your energy into serving God, in serving him with gladness, it works. It's amazing. You can have peace in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your storm. Not because I'm something great or something wonderful, because the Bible says that thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. I want you to know the key is keeping your mind on Jesus. Keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. Get your eyes off of everything that has gone wrong and what you think needs to be better. Get your mind on Jesus. Get your mind on Jesus. Think about him. Think about the fact that he loves you. Think about the fact that God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That means that even David said, David said it like this. So somebody needs to get this. Because I'm going to tell you, there'll be times that you will be in the valley of darkness. But David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of darkness, he said, I will fear no evil. He didn't say that because he had confidence in himself. He didn't say that because he was a great one. He didn't say that because he felt like he could handle it. He said, no, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. And a lot of times when people are in that valley of darkness, they think that God has left them. God has forsaken them. God has forgotten about them. But David said, thou art with me. That means while I'm in that valley, while I'm covered and surrounded by the shadow of darkness, God is right there by my side. God hasn't left me. God hasn't given up on me. I don't need to pack up and throw in the towel and give up on church and backslide and run back to the world. Things go wrong in the church and people want to go join up with the world. David, mighty man of God. Saul is acting all crazy. This is church. And the Bible says he went to go join the Philistines to fight against Israel. I don't want to, I don't want to go run to the world because there are some problems in the church. I want to hang in with the church. I want to understand that God is still there. I don't want to go run to the world because I got disagreements with, with brothers or sisters or some kind of problem is going on. There's going to be some stank in the church. There was some stank on the ark. But I got news for you. It's always better to be inside the ark than outside of it. It's always better. So, honey, I'm going to deal with the snake. I'm going to deal with the problems because you know what? God can fix the problems, honey. God can fix the problems. Running to the world is never an option.
never an option. Somebody needs to hear that. You need to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Running to the world is never an option. Never. Because nothing good is going to come out of it. Nothing. Nothing. Let's lift up our hands and let's call upon the name of the Lord tonight. Somebody needs to know that you're not forgotten about. Somebody needs to know that, hey, you know what? Make it up in your mind. I'm going to hang on. I'm going to believe in God's promises. I'm going to believe in it. God is saying this thing is going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. I know it's hard right now. I know it's difficult right now, but it's going to get better. Somebody got to grab a hold of that promise and believe in it. believing that God has forsaken me. God has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten about us. Hear his voice tonight. Hear him saying, I haven't forgotten about you. You're always before me. You're always on my mind. I'm always thinking about you. I'm all, I'm working. I'm working on your behalf.